Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back, uh, podcast listeners. I have a very special guest, a longtime friend, and someone I've admired in the industry who's actually given me really good advice at pivotal moments in uh, the expansion of our business, Mr. Brad Inman. Brad, welcome to our bonus show today, and thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Greetings, Tim. Um, So what Brad and I are going to be doing is we're going to be drilling down, obviously, on what's happening right now in the real estate industry. I'm sure all of you, hopefully all of you, have been reading um, Brad's website in the news features every single day because they're always the best at you know the breaking news with that's relevant to the real estate industry. So Brad, from your perspective, <laughs> how about a big general question that's impossible to answer? From your perspective, where do you think we're going to be in say sixty to ninety days? Well, right now, Jim, uh, we're all we're all at home sitting around creating podcasts. So that's that's what's going on right this second. <laughs> I've never seen so much digital media in my life. I, I, I feel like uh, we started a touch, touch football game and everybody's playing and we have to get a Superdome to fit everybody in. So I'm being light here. I, I think it's wonderful. People feel a real need to share. Uh, and Tim, you should know, I don't predict the future. I, I, I'm an observer and I turn to economists who are always wrong to predict the future just because people want to see a PhD behind their name and see what they have to say. But um, I have no clue. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, though, are working not only in the in the current situation with great tenacity and open-mindedness, and most people, I think, by now are also trying to protect themselves and be safe so they don't catch the virus. Uh, I'm still shocked that there are places in the U.S. that people haven't figured out that isolation is critical to their own personal health and those people around them. So I think that's, you know, everyone says the same old thing, our health, our health first, but I think it's really, really true. And I think the industry is, is finally getting that. I do know that there's a lot of really smart people saying, you know, what's, what's on the other side and preparing for that, knowing that there's a, you know, a, a horrible period here of, of um, more and more of our, our friends and family getting the virus. And unfortunately some of them dying and reading about not only celebrities, but everyday people getting the virus. And then, I think um, people are hunkering down trying to figure out how to, how to exist without revenue. Um, and then I think people are trying to preserve the infrastructure they have in their companies or their own relationships and network so that when we come out the other end, whenever that is, they're prepared to take advantage of the opportunities. And that's kind of how I see it. Um, I don't mean to duck your question, but um, no, I like you did good. I that was fine. I, I, I can see around the bend when it comes to things like tech and innovation and, you know, cause I've talked to so many people and I know what they're working on. So I'm an informed observer to make, you know, predictions that are wrong half the time. But when it comes to this particular situation, there is no playbook. There is no history book. Never have we been hit, you know, um, simultaneously by an incredible health hazard, a pandemic and, uh, an instantly collapsing economy. And so anyone that says they know what's going to happen next, I think is BSing 
the real estate industry, and that's I tend to try to avoid that. Absolutely. I agree completely. And I appreciate your humility with your answer too. Um, so here's an interesting thought for all of you guys listening. First things first, and Brad just said it, he said the word protect. You've got to be protecting your own uh, cash flow, your own, you know, essentially everything that's going on in your life financially. There's, and I know Brad, I think you've been writing articles about this, your staff has. There are a lot of uh, mortgage forbearance programs that are out there that every listener needs to basically be, you guys need to lock those in immediately. At the low end, you'll have three months worth of no payments. It does not hit, hurt your credit. There's no you know, downside to it. And, and really, some of the programs go up to 12 months. And I saw one yesterday. It goes up to 15 months. And it applies to primary mortgages, investment properties. It does not matter what kind of mortgage. Um, I even think they're going to extend it to commercial. So you absolutely positively have to get on the wire and speak to your um, lender, your servicer, and get a forbearance in place, even if you don't think you need it. Like you know, Julie and I, we have a lot of rental properties. Only four of them have loans. And sure enough, yesterday we get a notice from one of our tenants that they can't pay the rent. And that's one of the ones with loans. And so it's just, that, that's the type of thing that's going to catch everyone by surprise. So take advantage of the programs. Yeah, it's funny. I read online or on Facebook, actually. Now we're all Democrats waiting around for our check to arrive in the mail and whatever new program comes out. But that really is the case. So agents, um, if you don't want to spend time researching where all that information is, just text the word survival to 31996, and we've got it all organized for you, ready for you to access immediately. Text the word survival to 31996. Um, yeah, so I thought it was interesting reading, your, reading in the news the number of uh, large brokerages that are having huge layoffs. What, do you have any clue what type of staff they're laying off, or is it just a little bit from every department, or is it, uh, do, you have, do you have any insight on that? Where they're kind of yeah, I think it's yeah, it's um, executive pay, which I was really happy to hear. Um, handful of executives, lots of middle managers, office managers. Um, you know, that's you know the gut of the payroll, right, of uh, most broker owners. And uh, in some cases, you know, assistants are going out the window, which is unfortunate. You know, that whole support network that um, is so vital when the market's vital and active, but suddenly becomes unnecessary. Um, you know, I know more, know more than what our reporters are reporting. And it, it seems to be, you know, the compass got trashed for doing it. You know, I told you so kind of nonsense uh, towards compass. Um, but they were the first to lead on a very difficult uh, decision followed up, you know, what a week later, a few days later, I don't know, time you lose. You can't even put time in perspective anymore, Tim. I don't know about you. I think you it's can't, totally. four, four, I think it, I think it's the 14th of March and it's the 23rd. I think it's Thursday right. and it's Tuesday, but um, that's the disorientation we're all experiencing in this, this craziness. But I think these two were first and it's going to be followed by dozens and dozens of others and the people that, you know, trashed Robert Rufkin at compass for, you know, I told you so, I told you so are going to look quite silly when they too are going to probably have to make some tough decisions. I think the last thing any of us want to do is lay off good people. And, you know, I think um, you just said something really important though. You just started the list, but before you start telling your customers all about these things, take care of your own mortgage, you know, see what your cities or counties are doing uh, on property taxes. A lot of them are saying, well, state law, we can't change it, but we expect, you know, gubernatorial edicts on this. But they are for late payments. There are many states, I think California's one, they're not charging late fees. So, you know, pay it late. Um, the government is going to potentially provide unemployment to independent contractors, which include realtors. 
there's a lot of ways. And I think you giving really strong particular advice, specific advice, Tim, is so valuable. But go clean up your own house before you go decide to help your clients. And then the second thing I would say is don't put yourself at risk trying to help your clients unless you really are really interested in, you know, committing suicide. Um, Take care of your own health. Take care of your own balance sheet. Take care of your own expenses. Take advantage of everything. Be really, really focused one at a time. Take care of the mortgage today. Find out about your property taxes tomorrow. Uh, Dig in deep and find out really quickly about, um, you know, how to file unemployment as an independent contractor. Once your house is in order, it's, you're then in a position, it's kind of like jogging or doing yoga in the morning. Then you're prepared to refocus on your clients. But I've heard so many stories online in our community. I'm doing all this for my clients, doing all this for my clients. It's like, whoa, take a deep breath, dude. Fun, be healthy, too. Get your financial ship in order and then go help your clients because you're not going to be very good to them in bed, in a hospital, in a respirator. Um, if you really want to help your clients and that truly is your ambition, then you can only do that if you take care of yourself. Yeah, we're calling that put your mask on first. This part of this uh, thing that we're giving away, it's three parts, basically. First part's called personal, which you and I just talked about. The second part's called protect, and the last one's called profit. Maybe we'll be really focusing on profit in another six to eight months, hopefully. But right now, it's all about and, – and it's so funny, Brad. People are spending so much time talking about lead generation, talking about social networking, talking about videos. Guys, stop it. Get your mortgage and forbearance. Get your car payments in forbearance. Get your rental properties in forbearance. Get your credit cards in forbearance. Make it so that you stop spending money immediately because nobody knows. And I asked Brad this question, you know, and you heard his answer, and this is the truth. Nobody knows because there's never been anything like that. And here's the other thing, Brad. Oh, it reminds me of September 11th. Really? How? Restaurants were still open, I mean, after a couple of days, right? I mean, the economy didn't crash, right? I mean, there was yeah, no, but that, I, no Yeah, I don't, I don't think – but I think all of that's good advice. I mean, I do think – we should ask people, like I do this in my podcast, what was one significant event in your life that, you know, put you in a situation where it was hard to get out of bed, it was hard to put one step in front of the other, and, and go back and reflect on those moments in life and how you survived. And whatever strength you had, whatever calmness you had, or whatever, whatever mentor or friends were around to help you, I actually do think there are tons of lessons um, you know, I asked Brian Borero today about uh, the Oakland fire when 2,800 homes burned up and his house was threatened with his parents. He was a young man and his grandfather's house burned down. He, he had all kinds of stories, Pat Stone serving in Vietnam, all kinds of stories. Um, you know, I had, uh, I talked to uh, Stefan Swanepoel and, you know, he was in Hong Kong during a, an incredible flu epidemic and he was in South Africa during disruption. So, I say there's no specific playbook, but each of us as individuals, that horrible divorce you had, the loss of your father, the loss of a child, uh, all of these things were lessons in life that, you know, together prepare us uh, for this kind of emotionally uh, and spiritually and psychologically. And so I don't mean to dismiss your observation, Tim, only only if, if you dig deep, you'll find in your life, unless you're 15 years old that you've had a lot of incidents where you were, you were isolated. You may have been alone. You were frightened. You were scared to death. Um, You know, I have a good, good friend in Morocco and she spent a lot of time trying to find the perfect mate traveled around the world, extremely successful film producer. 
I worked with her for years at Turn Here, an amazing woman, always had a professional life together, but never quite got the relationship or the child. And lo and behold, she goes to Morocco and she meets a French expat, an unbelievably beautiful man. And he was a, he was a successful chef and a good looking guy. And she fell in love. She married him. She had a four year old girl. One night at two in the morning, she wakes up with blood all over her body and a man is leaning over hacking her husband to death. And she had to fend him off and save the daughter. So Mary and I are very dear friends. This happened about two years ago. So of course I went to her for um, advice and, and I said, wow. And I expected her to say something trite like, Oh, it could be worse, but she didn't. She said, get out of yourself, Bradley, think of others. She goes, get going with that news service and do things that are going to help others. Volunteer, the only way to save yourself. And that, for me, was like, here's a friend that I kind of went through something with her, not really, but, you know, from a distance, and, of course, went right to her to see her when it happened. But she had so much valuable, not trite, stupid self-help, these quotes, these self-help books I could puke. Oh, puke, puke, puke real stories by real people, not platitudes, not concepts, but real experiences that people have suffered that are parallel enough for us to get lessons. So that, that's one thing I think this is a moment to do. And it does require you to reflect on your life and maybe have some regrets when you reflect too much, but there are incidents in all of our lives that prepared us for this. See, listeners, why I like Am I this guy? preaching? I feel like I'm preaching, no. Tim. Am I preaching? No, I no, I like it. Dude, I like the preaching. I like the voice. I like what you're saying. I like the serenity. Honestly, it's what the community needs right now. You know that's true. And I like you were just talking about essentially the collective wisdom. No one's been through anything like this, but collectively we've had our own personal setbacks. And if we just sort of pull on the strength that we had to manifest when we were experiencing that together collectively, we'll get through it together. And I, I like that, Brad. Thank you for uh, taking the time to give all that detail. I'm sure you'll get lots well, you of know, good feedback you think on about that. It, when you think about it, when we're in our houses with our family and friends, we're vulnerable, right? We, you know, may not be dressed up. We may, you know, have not shaved. We may not, oh, God forbid, thrust our teeth. But <laughs> look what we're doing now. We're bringing people into our living rooms with Zoom and other video tools. And, you know, I'm talking to people who are big shots with big offices and they're sitting at their kitchen table looking at the sink. And what I find really wonderful about that is one that it's a big equalizer here, but it's also we have an opportunity to be vulnerable like we're when we're at home. When we're at home, vulnerable, we cry. You know, we yell. We tell secrets, not all of them, but we – we are vulnerable as human beings, mostly with our families. What I'm noticing now is people are being vulnerable with one another. I, I recalled a story with Pat Stone, who is the, one of the most successful people in real estate that most people don't even know, um, but an amazing human being. And somehow when I interviewed him, I hadn't thought about it in 20 years. I remember going to his office in Santa Barbara. I was going through a horrible life experience and he was a new friend, but he was so calm, so together, you know, three tours in Vietnam, but the coolest cat I've ever met in my life, an unbelievable servant as leader, great executive. And he handed me a 12-book series called The Hornblower 
fiction about a, a British sailor uh, in the 18th century. And he said, hey, this will help you out. And I went, really? And uh, he didn't hand me some stupid self-help book by some idiot that doesn't know anything. He handed me this 12-set novel. I went up to the woods in Sonoma where I had a home, and I read them for the next week. And I came out ready to conquer the world. I got out of bed. I made my bed. I put one step in front of the other, and I was a better human being. But I had forgotten that story until this, interviewing Pat, and I got to share that with the community. Friggin' go read the Hornblower series. If you're really bummed out, you'll feel better. That's awesome. Um, another book, though, it's not as inspirational as what he just described that everyone should be reading. Um, it's called Profits Aren't Everything, They're the Only Thing. Uh, it's pretty much, the, I think, the blueprint for what most brokerages and businesses should be paying attention to right now. I don't know the author. Julie and I probably listen to it twice a year. Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. Um, and that's going to essentially put your mind in the place where it needs to be as far as getting into the protection mode that we were just talking about. And Brad's obviously talking about how to protect your mindset and keep your heads clear so this doesn't become an emotional black hole for you long term, which definitely makes sense too. Um, yeah, Brad, I didn't want to keep you on the podcast forever. I know you've got other appointments. Um, anything else you'd like to say to everyone before we wrap up? Well, one, you're the most important thing uh, that I could possibly be doing, Tim. And you know why? Um, because you got nothing because else I'm, to do other than brush your teeth? No, because I'm doing it right now with you. This is the time to be present. And by the way, can I leave one last tip? Of course, sir. Go on to Amazon and get a one-hour glass, one hour, an hourglass. It's called an hourglass. You can buy them for 15 minutes. You can buy them for <laughs> – but the old-fashioned hourglass. It's one hour. And I've been doing this for a long time. This sounds like some self-help BS, but it's not. Get that hourglass, get it on Amazon, get it in a few days, get a colorful, pretty one, whatever one you want. Make sure it's glass, not some plate, plastic one. And just when you're ready, like if you're having coffee with your spouse or your partner, just turn it over. And somehow when you turn it over, you think, wow, i got to really take advantage of this hour. So I should make really sure that I'm giving more in this conversation with my spouse than I'm taking. You'll come up with other things. I should be understanding. I should listen. And then focus is really hard right now. I don't know about the rest of you cats out there, but it is really hard to focus. I'm a reader and a writer, and I'm having trouble reading and writing because I'm having trouble paying attention. But the hourglass, I flip it over and say, I'm going to read a physical book for an hour. It's kind of painful. It's like going to Catholic church when I was eight. I couldn't stand it. And uh, back then, I used to count to 3,600 because church mass would be over. But my point is, is the, the hourglass gives you a, a piece of time that's manageable. You know, if you say a day at a time, well, that sounds like you're an AA. If you say I'm going to be present right now, well, that's a friggin' impossible, whatever the gurus say. But an hour is manageable. So whatever you're going to do, just turn it over. And whatever you do that hour, try to do that hour really well. And when it's over, you'll you get this really great sensation. So that's my tip of the day. No, it's awesome, man. So you guys listen to Brad. You're doing a really cool set of interviews every day that are just short and to the point like this was. Um, and you guys can find those. They're, it's not behind your paywall, right? They don't have to pay to listen? Well, Inman right now, Tim, is you, you get it free for 90 days. It was our first, you oh. know, sign up and you get everything on Inman and it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And that was our way of saying, God, we hope we're through this in 90 days. And when you're done, if you like it, go ahead and pay for it. But at least there's 90 days where, you know, you got to go through a little button or a little things to get us going, cooking. But 
um, yeah, you can get access to everything. So those of you that have been, I'm not going to pay Brad Inman anything, um, you, can, you can get Brad Inman if you want him for free for 90 days, and you can try everything. Um, but, you know, some stuff still isn't under the paywall if you're unwilling to do that, and that's fine. But if you want to get Inman free, it's easy to do now. Um, so, listeners, he's doing a great series of uh, interviews, 15 to 20 minutes. Definitely want to listen to him. And I really liked what you said because that's what I've been noticing from your interviews, the lack of formality. I think you know, it's funny that you said that, looking at your kitchen sink. I'm not literally looking at my kitchen sink. But I noticed that uh, the nature of Julie and I's podcast has even changed to be less, um, you know, preachy, you know. And they've become definitely yeah. a little bit more humble, I think. And you're right. That happens yeah. subconsciously. You're helping me realize that that's where it's coming from there's a certain sense of wanting to really connect and help people, not just broadcast. So, you know, who knows what comes on the other side of this? I, I can tell your mind is geared towards looking for the positive, but also we have to make sure we protect each other guys. This thing is real. Um, we're not going to do a PSA on washing your hands, but the reality of it is stay at home, do what the government says right now. This thing we need to do work collectively to put this in our rearview mirror as fast as possible it's going to change pretty much everything, you know, really it is in ways we can't even imagine yet. But for now, we have to fight to keep people healthy um, so this thing doesn't spread. It just doesn't become, you know, something that is just unfathomable, unimaginable. So do take that seriously. Tim, you know what I just did? Walmart delivered all my groceries. And, you know, I, I, I left $20 for the guy, the service workers. I leave beer out for the UPS drivers. But I, I went out and I, I laid $20 up. I said, just sit it there. I had my garbage can there. I had Andy wipes and every other thing. I mm-hmm. took the bags, threw them away, and then I wiped my hands. And then I wiped down every single, and there were hundreds of pieces of groceries. In the old days, I was too busy, too rushed, too, you know, I, you know how we all were. Like, and I said, I got Tim at noon. I got 40 minutes. There's nothing I need to do more than protect my health. And I wiped down every right. single bottle. And then I took my clothes off outside, and then I put them in a rake and took them into the washer and dryer and washed the clothes I had just put on uh, a half an hour before Walmart showed up. Now, is that stupid? No. I want to no. live. I don't want to die. I love this life. I love Tim Harris. I love his wife, Julie. I love the real estate community. I love my kids, my grandkids. I love the sun. I love to bike. I don't want to die. So it looks stupid, I guess, for anyone looking at me outside, but I don't give a shit because I want to live. Amen. <laughs> you know what? God I love bless you, you, sir. I, really I, love, I love you. I really appreciate you, you do. Keep it up. Okay, we are Bye-bye. absolutely going to keep it up, and, and you're inspiring to me right now, and I really appreciate that. You always have been. Back when I discovered you and, you know, when you were started in the news back in the 90s, you've been inspiring ever since then, and you're one of the five people I go to either in my mind for advice or actually picking up the phone, so I really appreciate it. Hey, have a fantastic hey, day, Brad. It's, really it's, it's, mu- it's mutual, Tim. You always give it to me back, so I love you. Take care. Yep. God bless you, sir. Bye. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.